Wow, my my face is so big on the camera. I haven't seen it. It's been two weeks, Patton. I'm Ray Dosky. Alongside me, as always, is the General Pat Cook here on Run With It. Here on this Sunday, midday, gloomy one day. Outside, a little rain all the last couple of days after we're having 80s during the entire week, if you will. Yeah, we're paying for it. We're right paying now. for it now, but hey, you know, those things are short lived. But hey, like, man, Patton, those three days when it was like in the 80s, it was like, what a horrible tease that was. It got me so psyched. I'm ready for the summer to be here. And we're only, what, three weeks away until the start of spring? Seriously. And the only thing I worry about, quite frankly, and good morning to you, you Ray. Yeah, that's likewise, sir. Well, haven't seen you in, in a few weeks, but uh, it's good to be back with you. But I just hope this record-setting heat that we saw, please don't translate to the summer. No 111 <laughs> days. We don't need that here. If I wanted that, I'd go to Arizona, right. damn it. So, I, But, yes, it is a happy... Uh, we're, we're nearing March, Ray Dosky. March Madness is nearly upon us. I right. think we might need to set up another bracket challenge like we did uh, last year. Let's and do it. Just kind of see kind of how we can kind of maneuver the, the madness of March, but there's still some regular season ball to discuss. Absolutely. You know, looking at over this past week in terms of games, I mean, Vandy has been hot. Yep. Have been hot. Of course, they lose to a team that's lost 13 straight, I believe, against LSU last classic. week. Classic. 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 But – do they have an opportunity to make the tournament? I mean, do, I mean, I haven't seen the last four and last four out. I haven't seen that yet. You know, the that they do all on ESPN, and I, I've got my eyes glued. But like when you look at the same, Houston's been number one the entire season, yeah. just about. And Alabama too. Tennessee's had some good games that kind of flared up. In, you know, going up and down in terms of that top ten rankings throughout the last three weeks. It's been interesting. I think they have what seven SEC teams on the top twenty-five. Wild. Yep, really good conference this year. To mm -hmm. your question on Vandy, I, I think the loss this past week yeah. eliminated pretty much all hope they had. No, We're, don't say that. I know, I know. Don't say that. But you, you just look at some of the non-conference games they had early on, the Grambling loss. That kind of hurt them. It, it's, it's probably the nail in the coffin, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah. And, and the struggles early have kind of made SEC play, which you look at it right now, they're fifth in the, F, in the SEC. Right. Really, really strong sec kind of record so far and there's still chance to go up you got the tiebreaker right. on auburn uh, of course you just beat swept florida so you got the tiebreaker on them sure so i i think that non-conference schedule hurt them and then that loss to lsu you mentioned it at one and 13 or 14 games and of course uh they come in kj uh, williams out of uh, murray state of course transfer over to LSU after his former head mm -hmm. coach Matt McMahon made the jump over to LSU he explodes he goes wild against the Commodores but I will say this the start of the season was very bleak Ray mm -hmm. but Jerry Stackhouse has saved his job and I know fans including myself you want to make it into the NCAA tournament that's mm -hmm. the ultimate prize especially for Vanderbilt, who hasn't been there since Bryce Drew's first season mm -hmm. uh, on the job after uh, Kevin Stallings stepping aside. 
That won't happen this year, more than likely, unless they make a magical run in the SEC tournament, which they could do. They've shown they can mm-hmm. play with just about anybody except Alabama. But mm-hmm. I, I think NCAA tournament is out of reach, but NIT, which was what they were in last year, last year yeah. they had a nice run in that. So mm-hmm. I, I give credit to Jerry Stackhouse because I wasn't sure he was going to make it through the season. But credit to him and a very good SEC kind of style of play and SEC really talent that is in the conference this year uh, he's maneuvered it they're above 500 and a chance to maybe crack that top four in the SEC which they haven't done in a while absolutely when you look at this Vandy team it seems like they're just so close yep past two seasons if they don't make it to the turn which was like you just spoke about a few minutes ago giving out some solid points about possibly not making with the last losses past week and the early losses against non-conference games might knock them out but still You've seen this trajectory for the Vanderbilt team going up. Yep. Even with all the noise that Jerry Stackhouse has had to deal with, especially when it comes to the media pundits locally here in the national market, and going into NIT last year, making some noise there, possibly going to come back this year, lost some people like Scottie Pippen Jr., what yep. have you, lost some star players, come back, and having actually a better season this year than it did last year and was almost in contention until almost literally the 25th hour to go into the tournament, but now most likely looking at an NIT invitation here. And so – yeah, kudos to them. Hopefully, like I believe that you know, the last week and a half, two weeks that this this brand of Vanderbilt basketball we've seen, probably the most complete basketball we've seen yeah. outside loss, probably saved Jerry Stack's house job to bring him back. And yeah. Liam Robbins, give credit to him, the center yeah. for Vanderbilt, seven footer. He has been the kind of the the center point of this entire run that Vanderbilt's gone on recently, mm-hmm. and he had another good game yesterday. They defeat Florida. Uh, they will, like I said, swept Florida for the first time, and I don't know how how long they've done that. So give credit to that team as well. We'll mm-hmm. see kind of how they maneuver these next couple of games. They got the Kentucky Wildcats, Ray, who are on a bit of an uptick right now. Uh, they, of course, the sky is falling in Lexington right now. Yes, because, it is because they're not top five <laughs> in the country. Granted, they're 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 a really good team still, but right. they're not top five, so the sky is falling. But they have an impressive win over Auburn uh, this past weekend. They mm-hmm. win by 20-plus. They got Vanderbilt coming up now. Your thoughts on the Cats, Ray, because it's a team, maybe they're not peaking right now. Maybe they're not a top-five worthy team, but the talent they have, we know it. They got Oscar Tachibwe, one of the best players in college basketball, coming back, of course, after his great la- year last year. Can the Cats make a run maybe in this SEC? They've shown they can beat Tennessee, uh, swept them that Alabama team that we'll talk about and some off-court issues as well for them we'll talk about a little bit later. What's your kind of mood on, on the Kentucky Wildcats at the moment, Ray? Because they're playing better. Um, they're four not, straight wins in February. Four straight. Mm-hmm. And then you look in terms of Auburn, 20 straight against them in the rup. So, Ooh. you know, that's that's a that's a big accomplishment for Kentucky. When you when you talk about a, a team that's coached by Coach Calipari here, you can never count them out. Right. Now, are they of what they've been in the past in terms of a top 10 talent in college basketball, not this year, but I think they have enough to make an, you know some type of run. But look, it comes down to what happens in the SEC tournament, yeah. right? I mean, the SEC tournament, it's going to be one or probably a, a juggernaut. I mean, if you're able to survive and finish throughout that SEC and you make a deep run in the SEC tournament, I think that you probably even for Vanderbilt, you could probably sure. make a strong case about maybe why you should not be why you should be invited into the tournament. And also, when you get into the tournament, that you might not be asleep. They might be more or less like what anywhere between a seven to ten. Seed going into the tournament. That's not a team. If you're one of those higher seeds, yeah. you can see the, yeah. the big blue right. rocking. Right. In. So I, that's my my. But you know, with Coach Calipari coaching the team, you know, 
my wife's a huge Kentucky fan. Okay. You know, she's, I mean, I'm talking about like Rondo, like the Rondo days. There you go. You know, I watched him all the way back when I believe, what was his name? Oh, that's right, Paul Pierce, when he was there, right? So I know what this team is able to do. I know what this this this, pro, this program is able to to accomplish because they've put out talent out there, and they're always well-coached, and they always make noise. Much like Michigan State. You know, True. Michigan State always does that. Michigan State doesn't pull out as many stars as opposed to like a Kentucky Wildcat team. But whenever they get a chance to get into the tournament, no matter what seed they are, they always make noise. Yeah. You just cannot ignore them. And so, yeah, I think they, you know, it, I, when it comes to tournament time, it's anyone's ball game. You're one or done. That's it. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But I think that when they go through the SEC tournament and they come out, and we just spoke about, like I said, seven teams in the top 25. So, you know, there's there's quality competition within that within that conference. You're able to go through that. Guess what? You come into the tournament already battle-tested. So that would be my thoughts on, on the Kentucky team. I think that coming out there, make some noise in the tournament, possibly fancy maybe maybe the first two rounds, get to maybe the semis, see what happens. Maybe even compete for a champion. I don't see it happening because you got the Alabamas and the Tennessees of the world, you know. I mean, look at Arkansas. They took Alabama to the wing. They actually had the lead yesterday against Arkansas. Now, I believe UT beat, what was it, South Carolina? Is that who they beat? Who, is that Big who they, time. Yeah, yeah. They, they crushed South Carolina. So, you know, I was I was kind of listening to that game, watching it a little bit as well. But, like, the thing is, is that when you look at some of these teams in the SEC, UT is so unpredictable. I was going to ask you about UT you, because, because I mean, we know what UT is. They, they are about as an up-and-down team as you can get because right. they have – they have the talent and really the expectation mm-hmm. to be able to beat whoever they want on any given night. They beat right. Alabama uh, at home, of course, right. in Thompson Bowling Arena. But they also have the potential, Ray, to shoot 3 of 30 from the three-point line and mm-hmm. let a team – who Vanderbilt was is improved now, but at the time when right. they lose uh, to Vanderbilt at home, that is something that they easily can do on any given night in the whole Rick Barnes and March yep. – scenario that gives me a little bit of pause because right now ray they're not playing their best basketball usually they do right around now um of course february is also a tough <laughs> month for do you March. think they peaked already uh, i i think they did you think uh, they peaked already? of course they had a cup of coffee at number one in the country and then <laughs> proceeded to lose immediately right after they went that. to sleep <laughs> exactly so hey I think they might have peaked a little early. Injuries have been there for them, in all fairness. have missed a few guys. There's uh, really talk that they could get them back before the SEC tournament, but it's just hard to trust a Rick Barnes team in March, and especially when they've shown the ability to lose to anybody on any given night when they're at their worst. But we've seen them at their best as well, and that's really what makes it tough for me. Absolutely. I'm right there with you with UT. I mean, they have not really shown me anything – in terms of when they go into any type of tournament challenge or tournament play where you can feel confident about them being able to do I mean, would they get swept early last season? I think it was, was it the first round? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like it, last year they had like four guards that was phenomenal. And they had that talent there. And to get swept so early in the NCAA tournament, I just, yeah. So I, I, I don't have much confidence in terms of what they, the level of play they've showed so far. And I believe, like what I said earlier, asking you about, have you believe that they peaked? I believe they've already have. Now, granted, maybe they just kind of go through like a downslide. Maybe come back up now as they're about to. What, what about a week and away, two weeks till SEC tournament play starts happening? Yep. So where's the tournament? Is that here? It's right here. It's right here. Yep. So if you want to watch some good basketball, there's going to be some of it in yeah. Bridgestone Arena, yep. without a doubt. Uh, March 10th, I believe, uh, you'll get that thing next under, Friday. Next Friday, yeah. indeed. Uh, 
The Greg Pogue, John Burton Show, and the Bill King Show will be live from the Omni Nashville Hotel. You can kind of go there, listen, and then uh, just kind of waddle your way over to Bridgestone Arena and watch a couple basketball Enjoy some ball game. Yeah. Without a doubt. Now, we have talked about the good part of college basketball. The good part. Oh, boy. Uh, the bad part is here, Ray Dosky, <laughs> and that is Alabama basketball. Oh, Nate boy. Oates, Brandon Miller, of course, Darius mm. Miles. We already know the situation with him. It doesn't look good, quite no. frankly, for him. It looks like he is going to be charged with a capital murder in Alabama. That's not a state you want to be charged with that for not necessarily. At all. But Brandon Miller and Nate Oates are in a bit of hot water right now, Ray. It's something that wasn't made aware until this week, which is Brandon Miller, Alabama's best player and one of the best players in college basketball, local product here out of Cane Ridge High School, is wrapped up in this situation, something that was not made aware of before this week. His involvement details him bringing the gun of uh, one of the suspects to the scene. One that it was not Brandon's gun, it was one of the suspect's guns. And that gun was then used to kill, of course, the single mother, unfortunately, uh, losing Jimmy her. Jimmy had Jonah Harris, yeah. Exactly, mm -hmm. in, in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Brandon, in his lawyer, his defense is that he, one, did not know anything illegal was going to happen, and two, did not know that the gun would be used in any sense. Uh, he brings, like I said, the weapon to the scene. That weapon is used. Uh, he is not being charged at the moment as Brandon Miller. That can change at any time, given any new evidence that is brought up. I'm not sure it will be because the evidence is already there. I I just have a hard time imagining anything more is going to come out than already is. He is still playing uh, basketball for the University of Alabama. Nate Oates had a press conference and was pretty don't tone deaf, quite frankly, using the words, Brandon was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, we can't control college. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, we, okay. we can't control college kids um, whenever they're out of the gym. Yada, yada, yada. So you hear it from Nate Oates. You hear it from Brandon Miller. My first question to you before we get to Nate Oates, Ray, should Brandon Miller be playing college basketball right now with his involvement in this situation, albeit he's not being charged in a criminal matter, but is it the right thing for him to be playing right now? He was if it wasn't for these antics. I don't know. I know that he's done the pat down before when doing introductions, but that's just not called for. During opening, you know, announcements of the starting lineup, his teammate does an opening. He's, oh, he's done that before. Yeah, maybe when he did it before, the times were different. Yeah. Now he's connected to possibly a murder because he brought the gun that was committed, that was used to commit murder on a, you know, on a on an innocent, you know, citizen here. No, he's bringing on too much distractions to that team. Is he is he a star? Yeah. Is he a phenomenal player? Absolutely. But I don't get the whole thing. And I, Alabama just needs to stop caring like they care about what happened to the murder. Like they just like just just stop pretending. Because you're not making yourselves look good. And he, they were asked yesterday that if you're going to ask any questions to the staff as well as players, that would be about the game. And what did the journalists ask about what happened? They're going to do their job. Yeah. They're going to get the questions they need answered. Because that is what's pretty much that's prominent right now. It's not the matter that Arkansas was up going into the third quarter up by like seven, and you came back and you're able to win. And then Miller has he's got Brandon's got ice in his veins. No one cares about that. But he talked about wrong place, wrong time. Um, did he bring the gun there? 
So he was asked to bring the gun to one of the accused, I, I believe, individuals. Yeah. Text it, message show, and this is the quote, the heat is in the hat, there's one in the head. That is the text message referred. Brandon Miller's attorney and himself say they never knew he was transporting a gun. So it's it, it's just one. I don't want to know what's in the package. Exactly. I, 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 I literally look. I just brought whatever was in there. Right. If someone tells me to bring something, you don't look into the package. I'm staying far away from that. It's all about exercising common sense. It really is. Yeah. If someone asks me, hey, take this envelope, take it from here, transport that. No, I'm good. Especially if I'm a collegiate athlete and have an opportunity to possibly go pro. These things will come back at you. Right. What are you doing? Yeah, it's it, it's it's an awful situation, and there won't be any clarity anytime soon. In Alabama, uh, I asked you the question whether or not he should be playing. Alabama has shown you what they think. They are going to continue to play. They're going to continue to win more than likely. They had a their action speaks louder than words, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. They they had a fantastic win against Arkansas mm -hmm. this weekend, but. For Brandon Miller in this situation, it's not going away. Mm -hmm. And whether this uh, this will carry on in... Do you think he should be suspended? I, I, I think Indefinitely until this thing is all resolved? That's where I feel. It, it's hard for me because I, I think Alabama's in a pretty tough situation because, I, for me, I don't know how he's not being charged as an accessory to murder, quite frankly. So for the authorities not to charge him with that, uh, they've put Alabama... Not in, yet. Not yet. But I, usually this happens already. Um, the the evidence is there. I, I'm not sure why he hasn't been charged already, quite frankly. And there's new stuff coming out every day. His lawyer released this big, long statement denying everything. And whether mm -hmm. that's true or not, I mean, that's what... Deny, uh, deny, deny. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what a lawyer is going to do. So mm -hmm. the authorities have put Alabama in a situation where they have to choose. And I, I'm not telling anybody what they don't know already for... Alabama's there to win basketball games. And if there's any chance that they can get by from playing Brandon Miller, they're going to do it because morally, I mean, I, college and pro athletics, morality is lost. I mean, I, I've it's been all about the product on the field exactly. as opposed to off the field. I've been saying this for a while. Yeah. To think there's any morality in sports these days is laughable. I mean, you see some of the guys walking up and down the field, uh, Joe Mixon, a guy that probably should nowhere be nowhere near a football field after what he did at at, at, at uh, Oklahoma, he's still he's still running around playing football. So uh, you just look around, morality's lost. So for Alabama to have any shred of chance of being able to play Brandon Miller, and they've got a great shot to win a national championship mm -hmm. in basketball, something they're never they never number do. two in the country exactly. They never do that. They do that in football. So I to me, I'm not surprised he's playing. He to me, I think he probably should be suspended just for the time being. But am I surprised that Alabama, an institution that wants to Neither win games, no. no chance? No. I'm not surprised. So it it's a situation that's not going to go away, and it's a black eye, quite frankly, for a really good basketball team and a really good basketball player in Brandon Miller that we all have kind of seen here grow up in the Middle Tennessee area. Went to high school at Cane Ridge, and right now, arguably, is the best player in college basketball, but. It is uh, brought with a big black eye of this entire situation, and we will have to see how it develops. Well, enough playing lawyer and uh, enough playing uh, district uh, judge over here on <laughs> Run Attorney. With it. Exactly. We will send it to a break. If you want to call us, 615-844-5600 is that number. 
anything and everything you want to talk about, we can do it. When we come back, the Tennessee Titans have made a few roster moves this past week. One big one, including Taylor Lewan. We will give our thoughts on that. And got a little bit more NFL news. Russell Wilson, he's got a penthouse suite in the uh, yes, he does. in the Denver Broncos. Yes, he does. In the Denver Broncos uh, practice facility. We will come back and we will talk more on here. Nashville Sports Radio. Run with it. Ray Dosky, Patton Cook. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Hey, Nashville. Ray here from Run With It. Let me tell you about our sponsor, Boom Boss Craft Pizza and Tap House. And with four locations in Bellevue, Murfreesboro, Spring Hill, and East Nashville. They're your home for the best gourmet pizza and craft beers in Music City. Join me on Monday nights at the East Nashville location for poker night. And if you think you know everything, try Wednesday night trivia at both locations. Gourmet pizzas, craft beers, online at boombozz.com. Boom Boss Craft Pizza and tap outs. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I'm not saying like Derrick Henry is going to be bad. I just don't think he's going to be able to tote the rock 330 times in a season. He did lose a half step. He was getting caught in that second level. And you saw the fumbling. That's what their plan is. We're just going to go in again on Derrick Henry and figure this out. It just seems like the definition of insanity to me. The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch. With Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> 
Welcome back. Run with it. I'm Ray Dosky. That's Matt Cook behind the boards here in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. Here until about noon. If you like, you want to come and talk, chat, chop it up, whatever you want, give us a call. 615-844-5600. We're professional chopper-uppers. Absolutely. Uppers. We like to chop it up with anyone out there talking about anything about sports. You want yep. to talk about Alabama, college basketball. is about to head into tournament play here. Talk about what's going on in the NFL because the NFL season never rests as we're about to get into that. And I believe we're going to start talking about the Titans here. Is that right, uh, Patton? Yeah, oh, or, or that second segment, we usually kind of pigeonhole the Tennessee Titans yeah, week yeah. in, week out. There's yeah. always something, and this uh -huh. week there is something. Uh, roster moves have been made, some obvious, some maybe not so obvious. Right. We'll start from least significant to uh, the most significant for me. Okay. First one, Randy Bullock. Uh, good riddance. Um, <laughs> about as unreliable as a kicker as you're going to get, um, especially from 50 plus. And Ray, in, in this age of NFL kicking, if you can't kick it past 50, no, I mean, I you're you're yeah, dead in the water. Yeah. And I thought it influenced maybe some of Mike Vrabel's decisions because he really just couldn't tra trust Randy Bullock outside of 45, and right. even then he'd still miss some. So right. Randy Bullock. Has been released. Save a couple million for the Tennessee Titans. Next, Robert Woods. And in his words, I'm free on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Who I actually hope, got a little backlash on that little tweet, I hope he would have got free a little bit more, quite frankly, yes. uh, from yeah. cornerbacks. Yeah. Uh, he is released, offered pretty much nothing the entire year. Uh, Titans traded for him, of course. But in their defense, well, to Mike Vrabel's defense, John Robinson's defense, he made the trade, damn it. He was really just supposed to be a number two wide receiver behind A.J. Brown. And I think that experiment probably would have went pretty well because Robert Woods was going against number one corners pretty much all season long. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, are you going to put a number one corner on Nick Westbrook-Akina? And Traylon Burks was out for half the year at least. So uh, you understood the Robert Woods uh, release. Did you have any problem with Robert Woods' um getting released this this season right you know when he was when he was when the trade was made for him to bring him to tennessee i i thought it would probably be a good solid pick we needed a number two because i thought like when we lost Corey davis last year and aj brown was the number one guy um i felt like that would have been a, a nice you just got done there because if you know when you look at Tannehill, Tannehill needs uh, you know weapons right and when you look at what this offense was in terms of what they wanted to do tight end heavy where mm -hmm. I believe Tannehill would trust the most when the year with Jonas Smoove had a big year yeah, and yeah. then you know you had AJ Brown who plays like a tight end but is physical as a tight end but is you know just a, a phenomenal wide receiver Corey Davis was able to do things you know to, to impact games as well and then of course we also know Derrick Henry the Mr. Everything <laughs> for the, this, this offense I thought Robert Woods would be a good addition and then what happens come up leading to draft we trade away A.J. Brown, who was one of, I think, four wide receivers that are talked about being traded. I think Debo, Smith, Debo Samuel was one. Terry McCorn was another. Uh, I believe <sighs> A.J. Brown was kind of like in the mix, but I don't think he was there. D.K. Metcalf was another one. Yes. We thought all those other wide receivers they were the by least. far would be traded before <laughs> A.J. Brown was going to be traded. Right. And they all stayed. And they all stayed. 
well, that's, that's, that, yeah. it's just uh, not, not to get back into it's it. Blasphemy, but but my that's man. what good organizations do. They don't give. Well, in. Are you saying Washington is a good organization? Um, <laughs> well, w- with the coach, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. A great move. I don't know how they did it, but I mean that's what go- good organizations do. They don't give in to players at their first request. Right, I mean, right. you had a whole year to figure out with AJ right. Brown. I, I I'm going to blow a gasket over here. We'll move on from Robert Woods, but I agree with you. I, I think it started and ended. Mm-hmm. With AJ Brown, once you move him on, I mean, and that's it, what ended John Robinson here now. It, it, it's ha- mm-hmm. it's tough to ask a guy coming yep. off a knee injury to be the number one when he hadn't really been that in a couple right. of years. Right. Of course, had Cooper Cup in LA. Second most, uh, I think, influential. Of course, the former Vandy man linebacker uh, Zach Cunningham. Mm-hmm. He has been released from the Tennessee Titans. Was good when he was on the field, Ray, but wasn't on the field. Awesome. Much at all, mm-hmm. uh, in, in especially in year number two after getting uh, released from the Houston Texans. Linebacking core maybe is a point of emphasis in the draft in the offseason. Bobby Wagner was just released. Uh, There's another one going to be available very soon. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, right? Uh, I do not. Edmonds from Buffalo. Okay. 24 years old. They're not going to franchise tag him either. Really? Six foot five, Mr. He's a Virginia Tech Hokie. Okay. I mean, that's another one. If you Keep, on, keep, keep yeah. an eye on that one. But Traymond Edmonds. F- but for Zach Cunningham, uh, he has been released. We'll see kind of what the Titans do at the linebacking core. Dylan Cole, I thought, performed pretty yeah. well. Uh, really a practice squad guy that came in and became a really good starter. Mm-hmm. David Long has got hamstring issues. What are you going to do with him? I'd be surprised if the Titans bring him back. He's another one. He's a linebacker that you right. really couldn't rely on. And you had a linebacking core of uh, – <laughs> Long Monty Rice and uh, and Dylan Cole, Cole after really yeah. Cunningham and, yep. and uh, Long got yeah. injured. Yeah, your thoughts on the former Vandy man? I, I wish it would have worked out here. I think that you know when I when I know when they made the acquisition because he was on waivers when he was available from Houston. I thought this was going to be what we need defensively. Yeah, but when you look like when he was able to come in, showed spurts, but couldn't stay consistent on the field, and that's nope. what we needed. That's been that's been our Achilles heel, or less. Let me take that back. It's been the rhythm of our, our, our of this team the last two years, whether it be offensively or defensively. You know, Jeffrey Simmons, pretty much the stalwart there. Bud Dupree, kind of a, who's another one that we should probably talk yeah. about here. We don't know if he's going to be a post. Uh, was it post June June first yeah. cut because I think they say about what was it seventeen or something like that million dollars. Bud Dupree hasn't really lived up to his you know contract for if you ask many fans, but I think Zach Cunningham. You know, I feel like you know. They can definitely look for an upgrade there, whether it be in free agency or even in the draft, because there should be a ton of great linebackers coming out this year. So, you know, and I liked uh, I've liked my there's a lot of needs this Tennessee yeah. Titans team's going to need. I think offensive line, uh, linebacker, defensive line, I believe, is another one. Wide receiver. Well, wide receiver. <laughs> 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 there's one guy I w- look and you know what's going to happen is that when the draft comes, what we're going to do, we're going to pick that left tackle out of Ohio State. That's what's going to happen. Probably. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. If they stay put at yeah, 11. Uh, but I'm hoping for Quentin Johnson. I'm so hoping for Quentin Johnson. TCU. Oh, yeah. He reminds me so much of Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. And a little bit of Julio Jones. Six foot four guy. Could take off the pump. He killed Michigan. Yeah. yeah. He killed Michigan. And so I'm looking for something like that. But then you start to hear rumors about Derrick Henry. And you see a lot of have you seen all tweets about how I was gonna ask Buffalo you about those, Buffalo yeah. and then taking a pick with Von Miller? I'm like, oh, this is how it starts. This is how it starts when it comes to Derrick Henry. It wouldn't be the Titans if there isn't trading away your best player. How many years do you think Derrick Henry has? Right now. Uh at this level, which I want to ask you this first. 
We're has asking it, questions. I love it. Today. We're, 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 we're asking I mean, away. We, we haven't done a show. No, this, we've got like, so much to talk about. Seriously. Yeah. Has Derrick Henry regressed? No. 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 I think because of the fact that they, what made him regress is the fact that he had no offensive line and no other talent on that team. You know, I agree with you, by the you, way. You know, I feel like he hasn't regressed. It's just like he was asked to do more last year, and I think he kind of stepped up to the plate. In the passing game as yeah, well. Yeah, in the passing game. We've never seen Derrick Henry do that, but guess what? They had no one else to pass it to. <laughs> they had no one else to pass it he to. He was option number one. Look at the wide, look, if you look at this wide receiver court for free agency, it's not that great. you got Jacoby Myers. you got Juju Smith-Schuster. A handful of Sterling Shepard if you want to throw him out there. But in terms of players that you possibly get, DeAndre Hopkins yeah. is out there for trade, my friends. I don't care how he's thirty years old. He's still in his prime. He was out for two years due to injuries. He's still got legs in him. He still can really be effective. You bring him in or OBJ. I know that he could be a, a cancer or whatever, but like, I don't know how much of that I can believe because you talk to other players. I didn't the, hear anything yeah. out of the Rams when he won a Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah, he was fine because guess what? He was winning. He was getting the ball. Right. Well, guess what? You come to the Titans, you're going to get the ball. Yeah. Because right now, Tannehill. I don't even know if Tannehill's going to be the quarterback of this, of this team. Because there's That's talks another about, question. Because is he going to be traded to the Jets? Jets is talking to anyone who can throw a football. Anyone. Daniel Jones are talking to. Daniel Jones wants 45 per a year. What's fat is he's going to get it. What's sad is he's going Probably. to get it. And, like, I, I, I don't see it. And then you look at Jimmy G, who's probably going to be expensive as well. And then you look at all these other teams. I'm thinking, like, what are we going to do here? And then Derek Carr. David Carr literally threw him under the bus when he said, oh, it's going to be a long process. You know what that means? That means he hasn't got an offer he wants. That's what he means when he says it's going to be a long process. He's still looking for that number. Yeah. The Jesse, he could be a Hall of Famer. Oh, great. Yeah. Derek, David, like David, like I think he lives off of Derek Carr's career. That's all like David does. And I, I, I remember when he was a former number one overall pick yeah. for the Houston Texans. But when you look at what they're able to do, I'm just thinking like, okay, like the reason why he said that is because not as many teams are coming in. I think he's talked to the Saints. And the Jets. I believe that's the only two teams he's talked about right now. The Colts, I'm sure, are quickly to follow up. Yeah. On. That's perfect. The whole entire NFC South is looking for a quarterback. Yeah. And you've got two that could possibly be on deck. Maybe Lamar Jackson might be available. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. You know what? I wouldn't be upset if Derrick Henry was traded and we picked up Saquon Barkley, my friend. How would, how would that flip your... How 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 would that affect you? You know, I, I'll say this: I I wouldn't. Who's younger? He is younger and a little bit more of a. My kid's he, gonna hate me by the way because he loves Derrick Henry. He, he I can, love Derrick Henry too. I know, and he can do a full kind of first, second, and third down uh, pass catching from Saquon. And we Phenomenal saw, year last year. I come back. We saw it here at Nissan. I mean, yeah. just these kind of checkdowns, and he yep. makes the first four guys miss, and he's got 15 yards mm -hmm. seemingly every single time. Tell my, me the difference. Tell me the difference. Um, the difference is, is that Derrick Henry's been able to stay on the field. This is true. And I, I'll say this. My dream Derrick Henry scenario, uh -huh. it involves the number one overall pick, Ray Dosky. Does it really? So you want the Bears' number one overall pick? I do. I, I look at this. Who needs a running back? Because David Montgomery, is a, he's a free agent. Exactly. And that's that's the hope. And my, uh, I'm, I'm looking at these top guys. Not you, Will Levis. I'm not talking about you or Anthony Richards. I'm not talking about either one. Why of are they getting so much hype? You know, this is what – can I say something about that real quick? I am so tired of seeing these guys who are supposed to be bona fide stars. Like, you look at C.J. Stroud, who can make every throw. And you see Bryce Young. And they talk him up, but yet they start to, like, start to dagger them a little bit in terms of, like, what they're not able to do. And they started picking up Anthony Richardson. Oh, he's got all the intangibles. He's probably got the highest ceiling. Will Levis, he's also going to be a bona fide quarterback. And they talk him up. I'm like, but they forget the negatives. 
Will Levis doesn't make great quarterback decisions. Right. He reminds me, you know who he reminds me of? Carson Wentz. That's who he reminds me of. Anthony Richardson, I don't know what to expect. Yes, he's a phenomenal athlete. But what did he do for Florida? He lost to Vanderbilt. <laughs> exactly. What has he done? <clears throat> you look at Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, who had awesome years. I don't care if Bryce Young, and this is what I hate the most, oh, he's six foot, his body frame is about 185. He'll probably get to 200 pounds. Okay. Okay. I mean, I mean a week, other than Tua, and maybe this is a good, a bad example, but... Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah. Jalen Hurts is but, probably I the mean, biggest. Are, are, I mean, are quarterbacks getting pile-drived into the ground anymore, Ray? I mean, it's it's damn near illegal to just hit him outright. Now you got to kind of lay a pillow under him whenever you tackle him and make sure they don't fall to the ground too hard. I, I just don't worry about the, the size, really, anymore. I think you look, you look around the NFL and you look at kind of what some of these quarterbacks are doing, you're not allowed to hit them anymore. And do and Bryce Young, he does have an injury history, but if you look at C.J. Stroud, and I know it's a, an Ohio State quarterback, but Justin Fields and if is a pretty damn good quarterback out of Ohio State, and maybe he doesn't uh, – maybe he gets traded. Uh, I mean, do you think he should be traded? Uh, the, the Bears are certainly kind of putting that out there, and I think they're doing that to drive the price up quite frankly. I'm not buying I, – I don't think so, Ray, because you look at what he did last year – and we talked about it coming into the season. We have 1,100 yards rushing exactly. last year. Exactly. I, I was really worried on how Justin Fields was going to yeah. stay alive because yeah. one, the offensive line was bad, and two, I mean, he had Tajay Sharp being his number one wide receiver. Heck, they pulled for like game. a little snip there as well. Had had, had him <laughs> briefly, but I, I, I look, he had practically zero weapons, and he had, did what he did last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd be crazy not to at least give him a shot. And I know you have the number one overall pick, and. How many more opportunities are you going to have a chance to draft two guys that you look probably one of the more NFL-ready quarterbacks we've seen in a while in C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young? But I agree with you on on, on Will Levis. Uh, you just look at what he does. Are the measurables great? Is he tall? Does he have a rocket arm? Sure. But just turn on the tape, for God's sake. Look what he did at Kentucky. I mean, it was pedestrian mm-hmm. at best in he, he's another one that lost to Vanderbilt at home, Will Levis. So I, I just have a hard time kind of looking at some of these quarterbacks and looking at oh, no, the, So two of the best quarterbacks that are trying to push out there both lost to Vanderbilt last year, right? Yes. And Richardson and Levis. Okay. I just I just wanted to. That's, just, a, that's just, elite class. Just wanted y'all to just. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, see, okay. And for Bryce Young, okay. he, he didn't even play the fourth quarter against uh, Vanderbilt. I mean, Because you're up by like 30. Exactly. So <laughs> there you go. But. So, so I think the Titans have an interesting offseason. They get rid of Taylor Lewan, uh, which we didn't even mention, by the way. Taylor Lewan is released. Longest Titan uh, that was on the Tennessee Titans prior to Brett Kern being released. Your thoughts on that one, Ray, because there was some talk. Do you try and bring him back at a different number? I listened to his podcast, and he didn't say this outright, but he did make it seem like, the Titans wanted to bring him back for a different number, and Taylor Juan either didn't like that number or just wanted to s- send a big middle finger of the organization altogether. So he was not interested in coming back at a different number if you kind of use your context clues in the podcast. When I watched that podcast, you know what it sounded like? <laughs> like he didn't seem like he even really thought about coming back. They listed the teams that he might go. He said, we, we heard the jokes. He's not going to go to time. And that's... You never know with players. Right. He talked about, I will never go play for another AFC South team. I guarantee you they offer you $25 million. You will go play for him. Right. You will go play for him. Come on, Taylor. We know you. I would go and play for him. Like, look, loyalty only goes so far, right? It's, 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 it's almost a fault at times. But you mean to tell me if, like, 
Jacksonville doesn't, or the, of course the the Colts don't need, but let's say Houston needs a left tackle or right tackle, you know, because they got Tunsil down there in Houston. You mean to tell me you, they give you twenty five, which they will never do, right? Of two bad knees, like yeah. So he named the team the players. He won't go to Atlanta. He'll go to Cincy. He said Cincinnati will be one. He I think Kansas City. But when, when you but you know if he were to make twenty, it's got to be over north of twenty million because he's like I make twenty million here on the bus, right? So you, it's that's that's that looks like that's the floor. It's got no one's gonna pay pay you two years forty million dollars. Yeah. And I love Taylor One. I think he was a true soldier, true and through. I thought he was one of the greater Titans. I felt like if he played a little longer, he probably would have been one of the best Titans ever to play in this in on the in the Titans. Uniform. I said it this week. And outside of Brad Hopkins, yes, outside of Brad Hopkins, to me, and I, I put more than just kind of what he did on the field, right? I think. In Titans history, he's a Mount Rushmore type of guy. Do you think he is? I think he even is. not being able to play like you know complete seasons. That does put a little question in it. Yeah. But I look at the whole culture that I, I give Mike Vrabel a lot of credit. But quite frankly, I think Taylor Taylor Lewan deserves a little bit more than what Mike Vrabel did because Lewan was here for the two and fourteen or two and uh, fifteen, yep, three and fourteens, mm-hmm. and. If it's not for Taylor Juan, I don't think you have a Derrick Henry right now in mm. what he did. And that kind of mentality and the style of play that, to me, Taylor Juan embodied to uh, to about as high as you can get. Because I, I think what he did on the field, he talked. And the one thing I loved about him uh, so much, Ray, and we're talking like he's dead. He's not dead. He's just he's going to go play for another NFL I don't team. think he is. I think what he's got going on with, with the Barstool thing, like I think that – and look, and – Kudos to him. I think that he's really enjoying this whole, like, you know, podcasting, whatever. And and he's, like, got all these well-connected stuff. He's able to put stuff out there. And and these other networks eat whatever he has to say, whether it has to do with the Titans or not with the Titans. And he'll just run with it, and he'll have fun. Him and Will Compton have got something going there. And what's going to happen now? Now his management team is going to probably talk to networks. They're probably going to be picked up by one of these major networks, whatever. He's he's got the option to do whatever he wants. If I'm Taylor Wan... He's always going to be a gladiator. But, dude, you're good, man. Go hang out with this Barstool thing and have fun with me. Go with that second phase of your career and have fun. Of course, he doesn't take any advice to me, but I'm like, if I'm him, that's what I'm doing. I'm already making 20 mil a year on the bus. I'm good. And I have my health. Spend more time with my family. I'm good. Yeah, incredible. Not to OTAs, mini camp, right. training camp, all this stuff. I don't have to worry about that. It, it, but it's all about, like, does he want to ring? Exactly. Right? And I think he's put him himself in the spot. And this what. NFL players, we look at a guy like Aaron Donald and we look at a guy like maybe Tom Brady. When they've got stuff lined up after football, it's easier to step away. When you don't have anything lined up and football is your in game, mm-hmm. like Brett Favre, like maybe many couple, football players. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of guys, when you don't have that thing lined up after football, well, you're, two, yeah. you're more entitled to kind of stick around that extra year than maybe what you should. And I, I give credit to Taylor in that sense. He took a. I thought you were going to give credit to Tom Brady, but never mind. No chance. No chance. I mean, Tom Brady had that thing locked up 15 years ago, probably, if he wanted it. But, but yeah, the, He's tit- the exception to the rule. Exactly. Uh, Titans have an interesting offseason. We'll talk it uh, week in, week out. Uh, something will happen next week. Uh, hopefully, they uh, make that trade for the number one overall pick, and we can talk about it next week. But we will talk some more Titans later down the road. Coming up. 
we'll talk about your team. They made a coordinating My hire team. Was that team? was incredible. I still can't believe it. And Russell Wilson. We got more drama. We got to poke fun at the Russell Wilson Bear, and you'll want to stick around for that. Run with it. Nashville Sports Radio, 615-844-5600 is that number. We'll talk more NFL coming up. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com. You can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville. Nashville's first curling venue is here. Jacob the Electrician is on the air saluting the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts shall never go unnoticed. This proud salute is brought to you by Jacob the Electrician, providing quality service and pride. Give Jacob the Electrician a call today at 615-582-3452. That's 615-582-3542. Jacob the Electrician, on the air saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. Nashville, Ray here. Many of us suffer from anxiety when going to the dentist. You guys need to check out my friends over at Bite Dentistry, where Dr. Lewis and her team are amazing. Bite Dentistry is where my family goes for all of our dental care. Their mission is to help patients breathe better, smile bigger, and live longer by offering a comprehensive selection of services and total dental care for every member of your family. Bite Dentistry is the only dentist in town trained and certified to offer the Vivas method that helps with people who grind their teeth at night or snore that causes sleep apnea. The Vivas technology is also provided for both kids and adults. They also work with a company called Garlab, which creates custom mouth guards, which are the same mouth guards used by the Tennessee Titans. Located at 3212 West End Avenue, Suite 301 Nashville, you can set up an appointment by calling them at 615-866-2129. That's 615-866-2129. And follow them on social media and online at ByteDDS.com. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. 
To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Hey, Nashville. Ray here from Run With It. Let me tell you about our sponsor, Boom Boss Craft Pizza and Tap House. And with four locations in Bellevue, Murfreesboro, Spring Hill, and East Nashville. They're your home for the best gourmet pizza and craft beers in Music City. Join me on Monday nights at the East Nashville location for Poker Night. And if you think you know everything, try Wednesday night trivia at both locations. Gourmet pizzas, craft beers, online at Boom B. Boom Boss Craft Pizza and Tap House. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Welcome back. Last segment here on Run With It. I'm Ray Dosky and I'm Pat Cook behind the boards here in the Sprite and Spirit Family Fun Center Studios. Patton, we're going to talk some Washington Commanders as they got a new staff member there joining them. What a move. Uh, yeah, I was quite surprised myself. I was really surprised. I knew that this is something that's been in the works, and I felt like this is the shakeup that Washington needed. They have the talent there outside the quarterback. I know that they're all big believers of Sam Howe, and I was actually on a, on a I think it was on a Twitter space with the Washington uh, media brass, if you, I think it was like CSN Washington, I believe, or it might have been the Washington Commanders. They started a, a space that was, I believe, Wednesday, and they had like other people talking about what the impact of EB being there, what have you, and lineups and stuff. I'm like, that's great and all. So but, was Sam Howell the un, you know, unheralded? Yes, right now. Yes, right now, because of a lot of love that he got from his last game against the Cowboys. He okay. for a little about over 160 yards, one touchdown, one reception. He ran for a touchdown. Okay. So they love the mocks. He was able to make some great throws. I mean, we went how through how many quarterbacks last year? Washington went through what him, Heineke, Wentz. I mean, it just seemed like they just could not find an yeah. answer. And the Cowboys didn't send any of their starters. So now you bring in EB with this new offense. He gets to be able to put himself an opportunity to um, show run the show, if you will, because yeah. we know there's been question marks like it was always Andy Reid was throwing you know running the offensive plays and. And he's taking a lot of heat. Shady McCoy was one of them about how, like, you know, uh, that running back room, because he was a running back coach when he first started with Kansas City. But then you see Patrick Mahomes and Jamal Charles coming into the EB's defense. And when I listened to the press conference, I'm like, how did this guy get in an interview? He seems so charismatic. Oh like, he God, seems like he was yeah. fun. I was like, wow, this guy is not what I've, this is not what is advertised to us. You know, like, he sounds really good. You know, he was able to control the room and stuff like that, made a lot of relationships. They had eye contact and, you know, he was able to speak eloquently. And so, I think they have four or five of the Washington starting offensive members there in the front row, and he was talking, kind of pointing them out a little bit. And so I'm excited about this. I just don't know. Like I said, I don't know. The question mark is all about the quarterback position. And on that space, I was talking about, like, why not go after Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson? Why not go out? Because they're about $100 million apart. Yeah. And then why not go after, you know, Aaron Rodgers for two years? I would think you'd – I mean – I didn't even throw Derek Carr in the, in the equation, but like go get Aaron Rodgers because he's come out of his. I guess he, you know, he, he came out of his, his darkness. <laughs> his darkness, and you know, uh, I don't think he saw a shadow, so he, there's gonna be no Super Bowl for him for the next year, right? So <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. But um, in terms of uh, what happens there, I think that you can go get Aaron Rodgers and let Sam Howell kind of learn behind him. So I'm interested to see how it happens. You've got the weapons offensively. You got Brown and 
uh, you got McLaurin, you got Robinson, you got you, know, you got a plethora of players there. So we'll see what happens. Now the the talk from an outsider, and yep. I, I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, and I is there any? Do you think there's any kind of under the table handshake that Eric Bieniemy oh, would absolutely. be the head coach? I was talking to Bernard about this. Okay, and he was making fun of me. I said, you know, that was put into the clause. The associate, the the the, the assistant uh, head coach. I'm pretty sure he's going to take over the ring because I think that Coach Rivera is pretty much almost done here. I think he would like to win a ring, and I think EB is going to probably going to try to see if he can help him. I just it all revolves around that quarterback. That seems like to be the Achilles heel. There's a lot of you know. What Sam Howell showed that last game was great, but that's still it's just a small sample. Right, so yeah. we don't know what to expect. It's hard to take one. So we'll game. see what happens. Another full year of OTAs, mini camp, training camp, what have you. But I want to be surprised if they're not going to be a market for one of these quarterbacks. I, I think you put a Lamar Jackson with that dynamic offense, it, led by EB's calls. I think they could be lethal there because the NFC is really up for grabs. It sure really is. is outside of maybe one or two teams. Yeah, why not? So I think the Eagles are going to regress. I think yeah, I mean, both their coordinators, the Giants. We don't know what's going to happen with Daniel Jones. You know, you look at what happens with the Cowboys. They, they need another wide receiver. I heard there's tops of even probably getting Bernard Hopkins to come to be the other receiver. So, I don't know. I, who, who knows what happens? But I think that in terms of the overall blast of the NFC, it's up for grabs. Yeah, I mean, look at the quarterback dynamic going mm -hmm. on right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, one of the top teams, Brock Purdy, is probably going to be the starting quarterback. And yeah. Brock was great, but, yeah. I mean, how much can you expect that again? I am... I commend Eric Bieniemy for this. I mean, he easily could have just sat in Kansas City and had that offensive coordinator job right. for as long as Patrick Mahomes is there. Right. But he wants to be a head coach. I think it's a little unfair that Matt Nagy, and maybe this is Matt Nagy's fault, uh, you give Matt Nagy a job, it flames up in yeah. Chicago. He's under Andy Reid. It doesn't look like an Andy Reid product once he leaves. Right. Maybe that's the, the It's the second up. time being the OC, is it not? Exactly. Yeah. He is back there as the OC indeed after Biennemi does leave. Before we get kicked off the air, yep. Ray, by the music, Russell Wilson, uh, the Athletic came out <laughs> with an article, pretty much a tell-all article, that's something yeah. I've not seen from a, a starting yeah. quarterback quickly some of the things mm -hmm. has his own office mm -hmm. uh away from the team uh wanted to get uh snyder and Pete carroll fired in seattle mm -hmm. the uh, calling of the plays was not daniel hackett's fault it was russell wilson who could not relay it uh, to the huddle he didn't know what the hell he was doing uh <laughs> one player described him as a sack of potatoes type <laughs> body type <laughs> Uh, your overall thoughts on this kill-all article uh, on Russell Wilson, which I thought was terrific, by the way, and Jim Rome killed it uh, on air a couple days ago. Russell Wilson's uh, kill-all story. If you think about it in terms of what Russell Wilson's been able to do, he's coming in more or less to the Hollywood status ever since he got drafted into the NFL. I mean, you look about what the last call, when they decided to pass instead of going to Marshawn Lynch, you're talking about future Hall of Famers that are going to be wearing because you possibly won your second Super Bowl, possibly even a third. You know how many jackets are going to put you know, like, you're going to bring Super Bowl, like, Hall of Famers out of that. And it just seems like ever since that call, it went the wrong way. And since then, the team has gone the other way. Career-wise, Russell Wilson, second floor where he's with the staff, I mean, they're kind of telling, like, you're pretty much a diva. And, you know, if I'm the players, I mean, like, we never go, they said they never go up on the second floor. So, yeah, I don't know what was the star treatment there, but, you know, they showed last year that the players did not respond well to having him getting all this, you know, uh, benefits, if you will being the starting quarterback. Well, Sean Payton's got a lot of work to do. He we does. got a lot of work to do next week, Ray. We'll come back, do the show once again. It's been a pleasure, my friend. You too, my friend. We'll talk more college basketball, NBA as well. Tweak. Yep. Run with it. Nashville Sports Radio, Ray Dosky, Patton Cook. We'll see you next week. See you later.
Hey, Natural. Ray here from Run With It. Let me tell